welcome to Alter to the Muse, episode six. I am Josh. And I'm Angie. And this episode is called The Universal Pulse of Creativity. I wanted to open with a quote um, by an author named David Fideller from his book, Restoring the World Soul. And he says, the creative imagination is not something that just dwells within us, but is rooted deeply in the life of the greater world. And part of our decision to title this podcast, Alter to the Muse, was to make reference to this connection between our inner creativity and the creativity of the greater world, that there's some kind of divine spark, if you will, or connection that is deeper than just this little human self, that what links the creativity inside of me and the creativity inside of you is that the whole world is pulsing with creativity. And that's the connection we really want to make. Yeah, I um, I, I see exactly what you're saying and what you're trying to bring in with that quote. Um, you know, we, we think, it's easy to think, I think, <laughs> that humans are somehow special in how we create that we um, put ourselves up on a pedestal and say that look at how creative we are, how, ingen how much ingenuity we have and all of these things that we've come up with ways to harness the energies of the world and all of these monuments that we build to our, our um, own greatness where we maybe fail to see how much greatness there is we have oh, no idea really how it all really works and i i think about the the creative energy that happens with the the oak tree you know dropping the acorn and how all of that information to make a new oak tree is in that compacted into that little seed and that um and that it will grow and it can be carried by any number of other animals to help it happen you know brought from one place to another and the way it moves and how that is and the 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 way that all of that happens is so incredibly creative. Like the, and almost in an improvisatorial way, like it's improvised where I'm going to land next. Where's my offspring going to be living? Right. It's like a, a performance of a sort that has a, a product that is a creative expression. Yeah, and it, I mean, in, if we if I think about it in the way the of of like John Cage with aleatoric music, which is all about chance, I mean, that's it seems to me that that's nature's like basic operating point is that 
there's a chance that it's going to happen. And it is unlikely that it's going to happen the way I think it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> it's highly likely that it won't. <laughs> you know, and, um, and how it's going to express itself is um, in, in so varied and so incredibly um, mysterious that I can't help but look out at it and, and wonder, like, like how, how much am I missing, you know, because I'm going my day to day with the computer or the phone on or whatever. And, and, and I'm not seeing the profound moments. They're just out there in the world. Yeah. I, th I mean, with the work that I do, I'm, my base source of inspiration is the natural world. The products that I use come from the natural world. I make paper, it comes from plant fibers. I use natural materials that I find outside right directly on my artwork. The images and the symbols and the marks are also directly from the natural world. They're trees, they're birds, <laughs> they're, they're roots, they're leaves, they're flowers, they're birds, they're bees. These are exactly coming from the natural world. So to me, everything, all my inspiration comes from that deep outside space. And I try to keep the perspective that, that the, the greatest art is out there. You know, I <clears throat> if I'm lucky one day I could make something as beautiful as an acorn with that kind of potential and symbolism um, and possibility all wrapped up into this beautiful little package of what is the acorn. You know, to me that is the ultimate creative expression is there. And and as the artist, I am I'm just playing at what the trees have perfected. And and so I constantly keep that in check in mind that that the my imagination is a part of the imagination of the greater world and and my act of creating art is kind of a dance with that process. Mm. Yeah, I I like that um a lot actually. I think about you know the staying with with trees for a moment and how you know the wind goes through the trees and the trees will will bend or their their limbs will move and they'll rustle and the leaves and they'll, they will make a kind of song a kind of dialogue they'll be it could be like a play it could be and if we listen if we really listen the trees have that language and it, and they know and that is a form of it's a form of music it's a form of communication it's a form of expression with sound and add to that what the birds sing add to that what the bees make with their with the with the buzzing and their flight and the hummingbird that flies around and you might hear and then and then the 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 brook that's near our home and how the the 
the bed of sound that it creates, that kind of everything sits on. Like, to me, there's a whole symphony there that um, I know in my life I've attempted to create sonic representations of that in my own mind. Like, this is the peace I feel when I'm outside and I bring it and try to put it into my guitar. And it doesn't sound like a river. It doesn't sound like the trees. It isn't, I'm not trying to recreate those sounds on the guitar. I'm trying to recreate the feeling I get being at, at, and at peace and as one in that environment. I don't always write that way, you know? But the, there's music in the outdoors, right? And an author I enjoy reading, David Abrams, speaks about just what you were saying, the language of the trees, that the wind blowing through the branches and the leaves rustling, that is in a way the tree speaking. And how is that different than the, than the air that moves through our vocal cords to enable sound from us? You know, is it our will? Is it our intention to make... A specific thought but how do we know that that's not also happening outside as the wind brushes through the leaves of the tree and and we're just not hearing that language our our brain waves aren't attuned to to that specific frequency yeah they're definitely i mean getting into the 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 human range of hearing and what we can physically hear versus what animals can hear certain insects can hear um that definitely is that. I, I think about about how, I mean, breathing is, is basically an involuntary muscle that we, we don't really have. I mean, we can control it. We can hold our breath, but eventually it will overpower our ability to hold our breath. The, the, the ability to stay alive, the demand of our body to stay alive will overcome our ability to hold our breath. And so it's an involuntary muscle. And, um, and, and right now my brain is telling my vocal cords to make these sounds, to make these words, but the breathing is automatic. Yeah. Yeah. That's the pulse, right? That's the pulse. We were talking that this whole title is this, the pulse of creativity, uh, the pulse of your breath is the very source of creative inspiration. It is linked to the pulse of the breath in the world as the breeze moves through the trees, as the as the river flows and shifts over the rocks. And I feel as an artist that the more I can be in tune with that pulse, recognizing that pulse in the pulse of my breath, then when I come into that creative space of imagination, I make from that place of total alignment. So this makes me think of something that I, I do as a musician, and I'm wondering if you do this as an artist. So like, let's say I'm about to start a piece or I'm about to perform a phrase in music that I will take a conscious breath that is the sound that I'm about to make. There might be, I'm making the sound with my fingers, right? So how is breathing attached to that? I mean, it's pretty easy for people like guitar players and drummers 
in particular to forget to breathe. Anybody who doesn't play a wind instrument, in fact, will, will, can, can forget to breathe, can forget to breathe with the phrase because we, we are, the thing that makes the sound isn't connected to the lungs in the way that a, um, a saxophone is, for example. But when I go to make a sound, when I go to play, I breathe in that sound because I know when I exhale, that's going to be, that's what I'm putting out into the world is that sound. And so what I'm wondering is when you're about to add color to or a line or an object to your canvas, to your piece, to your paper, do you ever take that conscious breath and say, I'm going to exhale this into that moment? I'm just wondering. Like, I know, honestly, I can't say that I do. Uh, I'm thinking of the moment. I'm actually at a stage in some work in my studio right now that I, I built up layers and I built up the foundational layer. And I am at the stage where the next thing I do is add color because it's white. The, the, the sheet is white um, and I need to add the first layer of color. And I can't say that I do, you know, I, I step back and I look and I feel like what I'm doing is I'm, I'm making my eyes wider. You know, that's the thing I can think of when, I, when I'm envisioning standing and getting ready to apply colors. I, I literally step back and I feel I take in that expansive view and then I wait until I have an impulse from inside my body and then I move forward. Uh, so I can't say that I'm consciously taking a deep breath. I feel like I'm, I'm taking a deeper view. Yeah, no, it makes sense because the thing that you're creating is experienced with your eyes. And you don't necessarily create images with your breath. It's but not the that's same. an interesting thought that I haven't had before. So that's, now I probably will take a breath. (laughs) (laughs) Next time I'm standing there, this conversation will pop into my head and I'll be like, don't forget to breathe. But, you know, it's, and it's funny because as a yoga instructor and as a yoga instructor, when I move, Mm -hmm. then I am completely in tune to that moment of the breath. And maybe that's a difference because, and not to say that the art making is not embodied, because it is a bodily movement, but different so than the act of making music where you must move the body to make the sound that is tied to the breath. When I'm about to move into a posture or sequence in a yoga practice, I do take that pause to deepen into the breath and then move. And so I wonder if there's a similar yeah, Connection. so that was my, that was my, that was really, I was wondering that. I mean, we've never talked about it. I don't no. think you and I have ever really, I've never shared that, that that's like something that I do. It's something I teach my students at school. You know, we're about to start a piece. I said, breathe in your first phrase. And usually they kind of look at you funny yeah. because what you're asking them to do is this. But I think actors do it. Yeah, and I and I'm, I can think too, you know, we've led Kirtan together so so long, so many years of that. And I definitely you know, sitting and about to begin the first chant, the first song, I am very aware of the breath. I am very aware of sitting and breathing into my body before beginning to make sound. But I 
can't say that it's that same experience as I'm about to begin the a work of art. And I just, I wonder if it's a performance difference. I don't know what, it, what that yeah. is. Huh. Well, it's interesting. I, it's, it's fascinating and um, probably something that we'll revisit again after you know, you've maybe had some experiments <laughs> yeah. around it to kind of see where it goes. Um, but that idea of the inhale and the exhale, you know, that the, there's, there's a, um, you know, a sense of expansion and contraction and that there's a still point in between that place that is just bef between the, you finish your inhale and you're about to begin your exhale. There's like that, that moment where neither is happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in, in, the, in yoga and the, this, the symbol Om that makes the, the universal sound, there's the dot. You know, if you think about what the symbol of Om looks like, the dot is the Turiya, and the Turiya is that spot. It's the spot between the in-breath and the out-breath. It's the still point. And I always thought of that very moment and that very name of Turiya whenever we were doing Kirtan, you know, when you stop and there's no sound. In my head, I'd always say Turiya. Uh -huh. That's it right there. And it's that same moment. Yeah, it's like just before, and it, and it can happen, it happens in, in, in live performances with an audience that is not ruckusly cheering. <laughs> and, it, and it's okay if ruckusly cheering happens. It's okay if everyone's making sound. And then it comes to an end. And then applause and cheer and clap and all the noise. Um, but that, that moment, that moment, where you've just had this incredible exhale of creative energy and then you're about to inhale the um the response to that whatever it is whatever it's going to be that stillness that waiting that moment it's a pretty glorious thing i don't know how many people listening to this have ever participated in a sing-along or participated in, in kirtan specifically um, but that, but being enwrapped with sound that everybody's making together. And then when that sound comes to its natural conclusion, that stillness afterward is it's profound. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's that point. And it is the same point that is between the breaths between the inhale and the exhale, between the exhale and the inhale. And it's interesting because there's so much talk about the breath and I was seeing another quote by David Fideller again from Restoring the World's Soul and he says, as nature brings forth its fragrant tapestry of life, the world spirit exhales and blooms forth creativity. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so to me, the very reason that we have the idea of creativity, that we create, that we make music and art and, and poetry and stories and anything at all that's expressive, dance, 
I'm limiting the, the number Whoa. of possibilities, yeah. but the reason that we can do that is because the whole world is doing it all the time. The fact that there are stars and planets and comets and anything out there in the night sky and all of the amazing creations and living things on this planet, it's all creativity. That's what we do with our very bodies. You know, our bodies are designed to create more bodies. <laughs> uh, you know, we, the, this creative pulse is, is moving through everything. And that's why it is so important and so essential to, to recognize that and to, and to see how your role plays out in that like what are you participating in with that and and I'm I'm absolutely uh, convinced that you already do that in some way you are tapped into that creative pulse already that you're doing something that ties in to that but you just don't see it that way mm. so that's a challenge like what are you doing that's tapping into that creative pulse yeah and then and then what story hopefully that you're maybe telling yourself that this i'm this isn't creative that you can rewrite that story you can shift it in your mind a little bit to just when you're doing something say yeah i this is creative work what i'm doing right now is is creative work maybe it is your creative work. Maybe it's the work you're supposed to be doing. Right. And you're not even aware that it you, that that's what it is, but it is, but that's it. Right. You know, maybe you're a computer programmer and <laughs> there's something in that that is uh, this creative pulse. Uh, or maybe, maybe it's because you like to go hiking on the weekends and the path you take, the way you move up the mountain you know, that, to me, that's like a completely improvised thing. It's like, you don't know where you're going to be stepping. You just move one foot in front of the other, and the next thing you know, you're at the top. And um, and it, and that that is a creative way of moving through the world. You know, that that communion with your body and going up, or around or through, you know, that every step we take is a, is a choice, usually unconscious. Yeah. You know, and as you're saying that, and, you know, I'm thinking about all the ways that we move in the world that we don't consider to be creative. And I, when I was just out of art school and I knew I wanted to be an artist, but I knew I wanted to work for myself and I wanted to exhibit art as well, but not have a, you know, a job job. I decided to clean houses because it was something that I was good at and I could make money and I could set my own schedule. And there, you can have a creative way to clean a house. Like you can have a kind of a style to it, an approach to it, the way you come in and you move through a house or you... Um, the order that you approach it, the way that you bring, it's its kind of a creative act. Like here's a big mess 
And how do you make it shine? <laughs> mm. Like there's something kind of wonderful and creative about that. It's really just a matter of shifting your perspective. I'm thinking of even when our first house that we bought was a total mess. <laughs> Not you know we actually we flipped that house. We yeah. completely redid it, but it involved a lot of scrubbing, a lot of tearing out, a lot of putting in something new. Yeah, it was a lot of back and, I mean, it was not just elbow grease. It was like sweat and blood and tears. And there was, there, there were some, some, um, yeah. And, and, and how, how I actually have a song called Home that I wrote about that house. And in it, I actually, there's a line that's, that says, uh, we paint diaries onto our walls. And I, I, I think about that line a lot because we've painted every room in every house that we've ever owned. You know, we've always gone in and we change colors and, um, in some way. We, and, um, and that those, the ways that we painted, like the things that we did to that home because, because they were plaster walls, they weren't smooth. And so we did this sponge painting and we did, um, we did other kinds of things that really were beautiful at how they looked and they were like nobody else's houses looked like that nobody else's rooms yeah. looked like our rooms and i don't know there was something really magical about that yeah. house yeah and so it there's so many ways to move through the world creating because that creative pulse is everywhere and so so take some time and acknowledge that maybe go outside and just sit and acknowledge the creativity that's pulsing around you. I mean, you could be in a very rural place. We're in a very rural location in Vermont. You might be in a city. It's still out there. You can still tap mm -hmm. into that creative pulse outdoors. But I do think you need to step outdoors to really tap in and experience it. And then you go back in. So go outside, acknowledge it, then go back inside into yourself and maybe write in a journal a few ideas. You know, why are you telling yourself that story, as Josh said, that's blocking your creativity? Like, this isn't creative. Maybe you were told a story that blocked it. Maybe acknowledge that through your writing. And then identify the thing you love and, and how that's tapping into this creative pulse. Yeah, so that's a really great, assignment. <laughs> I know? like giving assignments. <laughs> I know you do. That's a really great assignment, you know, to, um, to take that, take that time and maybe, and if you, and if you, if you're not sure exactly what to write, set a timer on your phone for like five minutes and just write no stopping. You're not allowed to stop. You're not allowed to edit. You're not allowed to, if you, if you write on a computer, don't allow those little red underliney things to get in your way. There are the little blue edit lines or whatever shows up nowadays on the on your word processing program. But if you if you can be in a journal that's even better because you won't get any of that. It'll just but you but don't stop the pencil. Set it for five minutes and just write. And see what happens. Especially if you can't think of the the, the things that Angie thought of that to tell you to do. If you can't actually answer those questions. Give yourself five minutes and just write something.
and you'll be tapped in. <laughs> yes, you will. Thanks for chatting with us and listening to us, and we hope you are inspired to find your unique creative pulse. All right, we'll see you next time. You have been listening to Alter to the Muse podcast, a production of Jai Studios, LLC. Visit us at altertothemuse.com for more.